Welcome to Notable News for the 18th of September. I am Kristen Downs, host of the Notable Woman podcast and the Notable Woman Live, and I am so happy to provide you with these bite-sized broadcasts. Your free gift for today is my Plan Your Hype workbook, designed to help you look at your project, yourself, and your audience to find the best way to go from being the best-kept secret to being everywhere. Get yours today at thenotablewoman.com slash hype workbook. Another day, another series of stories that go from the disturbing to the entertaining to everything in between. Let's start with Mother Nature. We once again have three hurricanes in the Atlantic Ocean. One is causing concern. Now, Hurricane Jose is heading up the east coast and should stay far enough out to sea that we do not see any effects of it, thankfully. But Hurricane Maria, now a Category 1, is projected to go to Category 4 and threaten those who felt the wrath of Irma. Maria, like Irma, formed near Cape Verde, an area known for particularly vicious hurricanes. We'll keep our eyes peeled on this one. If past experience tells us anything, one, the European weather models seem to be much more accurate than the U.S. weather models, and two, even computers can't predict what the weather is going to do. Residents of the Florida Keys have been allowed to return home, and my last friends without power got theirs back last night. In an interview that quite frankly made me tear up, Neil deGrasse Tyson, scientist and astrophysicist, got emotional on Sunday in an interview on CNN's GPS about climate change. When asked what he felt about Homeland Security Advisor Tom Bossert refusing to acknowledge if climate change made these past hurricanes stronger, Tyson was emphatic that of course they did, but he also said that we might already be past the point of being able to do anything about it. Oh, Donald Trump, what haven't you done since Friday's broadcast? First, the Wall Street Journal reported that Trump had contacted European leaders to say that the U.S. would not leave the Paris Climate Treaty. He then said, of, of course he didn't say that. He just said he might reconsider it if the United States could pick its own terms. Senator Chris Murphy pointed out that that is exactly what the deal says, and perhaps Trump should read it. Of course, Donald Trump is a climate change denier, saying that climate change is a liberal hoax and also a Chinese hoax to help their manufacturing. Now, Saturday was the date for the mother of all rallies, when thousands of Trump supporters were expected to descend upon Washington, D.C., but instead, only a few hundred showed up, and they were dwarfed by a rally for the insane clown posse, which was also being held that day. Now, on Sunday, Trump, apparently in response to the pitiful crowd numbers, retweeted two bot tweets that helped soothe his ego, one of which was him hitting Hillary Clinton in the back uh, with a golf ball. Let me repeat that, that the President of the United States retweeted two bot accounts, both that had repeatedly tweeted anti-immigrant and anti-LGBTQ propaganda, as well as advocating for violence against his former political opponent. This should not sit well with anyone who loves democracy. Now, speaking of crowd numbers, Sean Spicer showed up at last night's Emmys on a moving podium 
to joke about his first big Trump kerfuffle, which was when Trump said his inauguration had the biggest crowd ever, when it clearly did not. On to the Emmys, where diversity won big this year. We've got Donald Glover's two wins for Atlanta, Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us, and Aziz Ansari and Lena Waithe winning for the Writing Award, with Waithe being the first African-American woman to do so. Big Little Lies won big, with Nicole Kidman saying, More great roles for women, please. And Reese Witherspoon said, Can I just say, bring women to the front of their own stories and make them the heroes of their own stories. Thank you for that opportunity and the audience to wrap their arms around us. Handmaid's Tale also won big, and side note, if you haven't read Margaret Atwood's amazing novel yet, get yourself to the library today and get on that. And other big news for women, Julia Louis-Dreyfus won her sixth Emmy for her role on Veep, all consecutive wins. No one has ever done that for the same role before. On this day in 1931, to create a pretext for the invasion of Manchuria, China, a railway explosion is faked by the Japanese. This was the beginning of the 15-year war from 1931 to 1945, a Japanese instigated conflict that caused widespread devastation. China suffered the brunt of that mayhem, and this incident still causes discord between the two countries to this day. In Every Woman Needs a Hero, today I would like to talk about the work of Jen Brockman. Brockman is the director of the University of Kansas's Sexual Assault Prevention and Education Center, and she has curated an exhibit that has toured several universities. Its focus? Tearing apart the myth that what women are wearing has anything to do with why they were sexually assaulted. The exhibit shows the women's clothing during the assault paired next to their story. The exhibit is called what Were You Wearing? Survivor Art Installation, and it shares 18 outfits and stories. The outfits are not the actual clothing the women were wearing, but rather representations based on the survivor story descriptions. Those clothing items are in fact evidence in their cases. Brockman says that instead of asking, what were you wearing? We can ask, how can we help? I find the news of Brockman's work and her role at a university particularly fitting given the work that Betsy DeVos is doing to run back the Obama-era regulations on university sexual assault reporting. Today's food for thought is a simple statement from Danielle Laporte. She says, you're the answer to your question. Think about that. You're the answer to your question. What's, what's that mean for you? Let me know on Facebook by tagging at the notable woman. Have a notable day, my friends.